Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. And welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I'm always in the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that. And I'm excited to pick her brain for your benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites... You know how much I focus on turning your passion into a profitable business, right? Well, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be one of the linchpins to your future success. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, and we want to make sure that it's one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your significant other, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Lauren Williams is a four-time Olympian, three-time Olympic medalist, and the first American woman to medal in both the Summer and Winter Olympic Games. Lauren graduated from the University of Miami with a finance degree, received her MBA from the University of Phoenix, and completed her certified financial planning coursework in 2012. Even more impressive, she obtained all of this academic accolades while competing. Her company, Worth Winning, is a fee-only comprehensive financial planning firm focused on serving millennials and professional athletes. Lauren also serves as an athlete clean sport ambassador for WADA, the World Anti-Doping Agency. Lauren, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. It is so good to be with you guys. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is going to be fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. So listen, before we officially get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak, take a second, if you would, share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Lauren Williams? Lauren Williams, the athlete turned financial planner. So I guess my story in five minutes or less, or maybe even three minutes or less, is I grew up in small town Pennsylvania, split time between uh, right outside of Pittsburgh, right, right outside of Pittsburgh called De- Rochester and Detroit, Michigan, back and forth between uh, my mother and my father growing up. But they always instilled in me the importance of education. Education was everything to them. And so even though I was getting faster and faster and I love playing outside, uh, education was the main thing that I was hoping to pursue um, once I finished high school and move on to college. Having five sisters and two brothers, I didn't come from uh, a lot of money. So I was like, how am I going to pay for this? And I, I realized that I got these letters in the mail. People wanted me to run track. And I was like, this is amazing. Uh, you're going to pay for my school if I just keep running track, which I was already planning on doing. Wonderful. Uh, so I got to the University of Miami. I wanted to repay my coach for the opportunity to go and get a free education. And that's why I really worked hard. And that's where I started to have success on the track. Um, 
And during that process, I was a finance major because I love math. I love money. Uh, I was totally an entrepreneurial kid from selling rocks uh, to neighbors uh, to selling candy at school, you know, at double the price. And they're like, well, why is it double? I know how much this costs. And I was like, but I had to go to the store and pick it up in the morning. So math, money, planning, and business has always been like genetically wired into me. And so I became this professional athlete in my junior year of college, not really having planning on doing that. I said, just trying to get out of college and go off and start a career, uh, fell into professional sports just from trying to repay my coach for giving me the free education. And so I had a six-figure contract. I was 20 years old, and I had no idea what to do with this money. I reached out uh, to different financial advisors, and a family friend recommended one. Uh, was trying to make good decisions with my money, but I didn't end up with the person that had the best integrity or, you know, wanted to do what was best for me. And so that was strike number one where my money wasn't managed. You know, I, I don't have the terrible story of an athlete going broke, but I wasn't managed in a way that was most helpful to me as a young person. Um, they, I think financial planning kind of is an old school industry where you accumulate these assets, you're older, you're getting ready to retire, and that's it. You save money for retirement, and that, that's all there is to money. But we know there's so much more to it as an entrepreneur, uh, as a young person, uh, buying a house. That, that's a money issue. You know, having a baby, that's a money thing. Uh, all these different aspects. And so I was like, who's going to help me with that? Went and found another uh, advisor, and same sort of situation. Didn't cater to the needs that I had, which were, you know, like I said, budgeting and figuring out, you know, what did life after sport look like and how much time could I take to, you know, to develop myself more before I really needed to get a job. All those different things are the things that I'm passionate about. Helping people know and better understand every aspect of money, not just investing. Uh, I think people think of a financial advisor, planner, you know, whatever you want to call us, wealth manager, all these different terms that they use as a person who manages investments. And a real person that's going to help you is going to do comprehensive planning where you, you focus on all those different things I was just talking about, all the aspects of money that are part of your life. Hopefully I summed up my story um, quickly enough. (laughs) That's fabulous. It it totally makes sense. So, you know, I'm I'm curious, you know, most pro athletes usually become trainers or broadcasters after sports. You know, what, what was the driving factor to make you take a different route? So I just I love math and I love money and like I said, having not been treated uh, perfectly myself, I saw this gap that needed to be filled. And like I said, I was asking my friends, so I asked you know my athletic friends like, well, what are you doing? Who are you using? And you know I I didn't realize at the time, but they were avoiding the question because they didn't have anyone or they didn't have they didn't have any idea what the person that was was supposed to be helping them was doing either. They had the same sort of questions that I had. Uh, and so that's where I kind of decided, like, you know, like I said, I don't, I, I did, I did dabble in broadcasting a little bit. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of shy. I don't like being in front of the camera. Uh, I, I much prefer having a conversation with people. And so it's like, what way can I engage with others and make a difference in people's lives that, that led me off into a path? And, you know, athletes are so much more than coaches and broadcasters. And we don't just fit into a, a neat little box. We're not personal trainers. Um, we're people. We've got all kinds of different interests. Uh, from, you know, art and music and all the different things that other people are interested in. And, you know, I think it's unfair sometimes that you put us in the, what are we, what are we going to do, coach or broadcast or, you know, just go live our life and and retire, which is also not the the situation for many Olympic athletes. We've got to find work and we, we want, we want to work in areas we're passionate about. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, you know, what would you say, you know, the biggest issue, and, and you know, it's interesting because you're directed towards millennials, and I think it's such an interesting and, and well-needed um, 
resource for this specific demographic. So what do you see as the biggest issue that both, you know, millennials, you know, and athletes have right now? I think the biggest issue is that we're entrepreneurs. We're small business owners. Um, we, we're independent contractors. Uh, millennials love to, you know, get a job, uh, find out that it, it doesn't fit their work-life balance and then, and move on to something else and start the thing that they're most passionate about. And managing your finances in the midst of that is, super hard. Uh, you know, you don't, you haven't had a time to accumulate a lot of savings, but you really want to do this thing and no one else is doing it. Or, you know, if you do try to decide to work a, a traditional job, um, there's still a lot of turnover because you're trying to decide what you like and you don't have a problem picking up every two years and moving to a different job to, to find that one thing that you're truly passionate about. Whereas parents, uh, found a job, worked there for 30 years, collected their pension. You know, now we've got 401ks and there's, a, there's a new one. Like I said, you leave, you leave a job and you leave a 401k there with a couple thousand bucks in it. And then there's another one over here. And so like, what do I do with all of this? Um, and then just managing taxes and things like that as a, uh, independent contractor. There's so many athletes that come to me that are having uh, tax issues because they don't understand the aspects of putting some money aside and planning ahead for taxes and, you know, paying it quarterly so that you don't get caught at the end with a big check that you have to write. Uh, those are the things that athletes and millennials are, are dealing with on, our, on a regular basis now. Makes sense. But, uh, that's a big challenge in general so for all of us entrepreneurs. Um, tell me this, why worth winning? Worth winning. So the, the name comes from the idea that there are so many more things in life. So often an athlete thinks of themselves as that only and their identity get, gets caught up in, like you said, oh, you, if you're an athlete, you must, you're going to go on and become a coach. You're going to go on and stay in sports. You're going to go on and, you know, be a broadcaster. And sometimes an athlete themselves doesn't know who they are outside of competing on that field. And so worth winning to me is that you are whatever it is that you want to win at life at. And that could be anything. There are so many things in life that are worth winning from, you know, families or, you know, trip backpacking across Europe. Those are, those are things that are worth winning, not just medals, not just championships, not just, you know, climbing the ladder at work until you're the CEO or, you know, people, oh, I want to be a millionaire. And it's, it sometimes people just want to be a millionaire because that's what television tells them to be when they realize they don't realize that maybe 50,000 is what they want. You know, if you're making 30 and you get to the 50 and, and you got some wiggle room, that might be your ideal life. And your ideal life doesn't have to have gazillions of dollars in the bank. So there are many things in life worth winning. And I like to help people find what it is, is, is their thing that they want to win at. Makes sense. So do you, with your, with, with your practice, are you focused primarily on athletes or are you also working with folks call it, you know, if you've got small business owners who are like, gosh, this sounds great. I really need help. Um, who, who's your ideal demographic? Yeah, my ideal demographic are, uh, like I said, people call us the millennials. I like to just say young professionals. And that's anyone that, you know, is an adult. So I guess 18 years of age. Uh, up to, I'd say, you know, I don't like to put a, a hard stop on it, but around 45 years old. Um, I, I like young professionals because, like you said, we're passionate. We're pursuing something. You know, we haven't accumulated all our wealth, but we're, we're excited about making a plan to do so. Uh, and that's different from people who are pretty close to retirement and um, already have their plan in place, and you're just kind of managing the assets that they have. Uh, 
young people need planning. And that's, that's what I'm passionate about is helping you figure out how to plan for your future and like all the moving parts that are finance. So I work with not just athletes, but uh, any young professional, uh, no matter what industry you're in, if you're interested in getting your, your business organized, uh, your finances organized, all those different things that, like I said, are the, the life and money. Um, I help those people. Sounds fabulous. What would you say in your experience so far has been really the hardest thing about entrepreneurship, either for you or for, uh, or for the folks you've worked with? I would say the hardest thing about entrepreneurship is how many hats you have to wear. I think sometimes you sit down and you think, you know, what is it going to take for me to run this business? What is it going to take for me to do this thing that I love? Um, and you consider some of the other aspects of it. Let's say you, you know, you want to bake pies, you know, you know, you know, pies is the thing you ultimately want to do, but there are so many other aspects and you're like, okay, I know I'm going to have to open the business. I'm going to have to, you know, pay the lights and the gas. And you think of some of the hats you're going to have to wear, but you, there's no way that an entrepreneur thinks of all the different hats, nor do you really get to understand how much time, um, how much effort it's going to take to wear those hats. So I think that is the biggest thing an entrepreneur has to deal with is the idea of wearing so many different hats. And the one that's been the hardest for me is the marketing hat. Uh, I think as young people, you know, we're, we're very, very hesitant to be sold anything. And so if someone comes with a pitch and then you, as soon as it, as soon as it sounds like a pitch, they're headed the other direction. And so the, the one for me is like, I don't want to be sold anything. How do I tell people that financial planning is important and what I do? is important. And of course, I'd like to have clients, but not selling salesy because I know that if someone was approaching me sounding salesy, like, hey, come sign up for this thing that you need, um, I'd run the other direction. So uh, one of the many hats that you have to wear is the marketing hat. And, it, and it's hard because you want to be authentic. You want to have good conversations. But if, if you're not talking to people about the business, then they don't know that the business exists. So how do you market yourself? What are you, how are you using social media? And I'm kind of an introvert. I don't like to push, post everything I'm doing all day long. And it's time consuming as well. But it's an important part because you've got to be where people are, are interacting and engaging so that you can engage with them. 100% agreed on that. So I'm curious, from a financial planning perspective, um, what would you say, you know, for somebody who's never met with a financial planner, um, what would you say is really the first step? You know, is there a, is there like a prerequisite? Is there something somebody can do to even plan and get their stuff together before meeting so that they, they don't sound like a blithering idiot when they come talk to you? <laughs> that is one of the biggest things that holds people back from engaging with the financial planner is they're like, I got to get my stuff together before I go talk to someone because I, I, I have to, like, I have to have all these things in place. And they, they, th they think there are these prerequisites of what you need to do when in fact, that, that's what the planner helps you with. You don't have to have it all together. It's okay if you're disorganized. Um, you know, you have to want to have help in order to seek out a financial planner. That's, that, that is step number one. Um, and then they'll figure out, they'll give you the, the steps in the process that you need to go through in order to gather the proper documents. And, you know, a good planner will talk you, talk to you about what your goals are and shape that plan around your goals. There's not like a hard and fast step number one, do this. Step number two, do that. Of course, like we know there's budgeting, there's covering 
risk and all those different things. But what it looks like specifically for you is the is the biggest thing. And, you know, in talking to a planner, you go if you're going out to interview someone, you know, I think the most important thing is to find out how they get paid and understand that. Because there's so many uh, people out there that have hidden fees and and don't explain to they almost make it seem like it's free. And and typically what they're doing is taking your money and investing it, which is nothing's wrong with investing your money. That's a great idea. But are you really getting the services and the planning that you need? And so understanding and asking a planner next, uh, what services do you provide? What what can I expect of you? And what if I have questions? You know, bring bring in a list of things you already have questions about as it relates to your money. Uh, and, and don't think that any of your questions are too crazy. If it's like, how much did I pay for a, a couch? You know, bring your question. A planner should should be able to respond in a way that, that makes you feel like uh, they care and that they're engaged in the process of helping you manage your, your life and your finances. Sounds fabulous. So this kind of actually dovetails into, uh, into my next question. So obviously there are fees, there's, you're, you're going to be investing and you're going to be paying for this service. So, you know, I got to believe that some of the questions that folks will have is, well, why would I pay somebody to help me with my money? Wouldn't it just be smarter if I just saved that money and, and tried to accumulate it myself? You're right. And that, I think that's one of the biggest things that people do. They hesitate as it pertains to financial planning is because it's like, why spend money if, you, if the whole point is to organize the money? But the truth is that financial planning, just like anything else, is an investment in yourself. And I think it is an investment that you owe yourself. Uh, you, you go to a planner, like I said, you think you want to invest, but this is the investment because you're an expert at something. You're an expert at running your business, at um, you know, running your gym, doing all those different things. You need an expert at finances, and, and that's what some people do. We go to school for it. We get extra education, um, you know, <laughs> three different kinds of certifications, degrees, and such to focus specifically on how to best help people manage their money. And so just like you go to a doctor to get help, uh, you wouldn't just go to your friend if, if you felt sick. Uh, you go to an expert that helps you because that's an investment, the same way that uh, the other part, too, is the, the paying part. Um, you pay your medical premium every month. It doesn't feel good to pay that premium, but doesn't it feel good to go to your doctor uh, who knows your medical history if something gets sick? And doesn't it feel good to have a place to go when you are feeling sick? I think that's the thing that people forget about as it pertains to financial planning is that you build a relationship with the planner so that they know the background of what's going on. And when something changes, oh, I found out I'm pregnant recently. Uh, Got to go find, you know, what does that look like? What is a 529 plan? What does that mean to have a relationship already with someone who can walk you through that, who already knows what, what your path and your plan is, is priceless. I love that. I love that answer. All right. It is time, Lauren, for our resource of the week. So tell me this. How can my listeners find out more about you and, you know, how you're helping folks to uh, to chart out the right success for themselves? Well, you can find me just about anywhere. I'm going to, for the new year, start doing Facebook Live on Mondays. I'm going to call it Millennial Money Mondays um, and also Snapchat. But right now I'm on worth-winning.com. Uh, you can find me there. You can set up a free consultation. I just want to talk to you to see if we're a good fit first, because if you're not a good fit, you know, I'm sure I know someone who is. And at Work Winning, we're not about just, like I said, gathering all the clients that we possibly can. We want clients that work well with us. And if, we, if we're not going to work well together, we, I'm sure we can find someone to help you get your finances or, organized if that's what is important to you. Um, I'm on Twitter, worth underscore winning.com. 
Oh, not dot com, which is worth underscore winning. Uh, Facebook, we have a, a worth winning page as well. We're putting up weekly blogs, um, posting quite regularly articles that are cool for millennials, business owners, um, and athletes. And I think those are the main places. Instagram, just a little bit at Lauren C. Williams. Uh, but we're pretty easy to find. Fabulous. 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 All right. I always like to, uh, to end my podcast with what I consider to be a really telling question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business, you know, or more importantly, help them to live a better, more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be? Just one piece of advice to all the business owners out there. I think that would have to be is the, the perseverance of it all, you know, as business owners, we get beat up. And some mornings I, I like to say that I ride the emotional roller coaster four to five times a day. <laughs> um, you wake up and you're like, all right, this is the day I'm going to do it. It's going to be awesome. And then you're by lunch and you're like, why did I ever start a business? This is a terrible idea. I'm going to fail. And then, you know, a client calls or a prospective client calls and you're like, yes, this is awesome. I'm helping people. Life is going to be great. And then, you know, something else happens and you're like, oh my goodness, I have to do compliance paperwork for the next three hours and, and you're down again. Um, but persevering through all of that, rem reminding yourself constantly of why you're passionate about what you're doing uh, is the best advice that I can give a business owner is mind over all of those other things that are being thrown your way. Remind yourself constantly about why this makes a difference, why it matters, uh, and don't get tied up into the money aspect of it. You know, do, you're doing what you're doing because you're passionate about it, but make sure your finances are organized so you don't have to get tied up in, oh my goodness, when is the next client coming through the door? So keep the mind and the money part separate and uh, make sure you're doing things to feed your mind as well to keep yourself, you know, ready and raring to go and, and always feeling re-energized toward your business. Love it. Love it. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and it means the world to me that you shared some of your time as well as your wisdom with us. These have been fabulous tips. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have talked to all of you. The pleasure is ours. All right, folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal. Make a plan. Work like hell towards it and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.